Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody back to the Inspired Coaching Podcast. Man, I hope you guys have been doing well. Uh, it has been a journey on this coaching path with life coaching, boxing coaching, all the other different types of coaching, and just getting to see and talk to people about so many different things in their life. Um, today, I want to talk to you guys about something pretty cool which I think is something that we all need to learn how to reevaluate and take a deeper, <clears throat> deeper, deeper look at. And that is your core beliefs, those deeply seated, rooted beliefs that you have about yourself, the world, others around you and things that have happened to you in your life. Right. So <laughs> what exactly are our core beliefs? Well, pretty much I just stated it. It's how you see, it's the, the most deeply held assumptions about others, yourself, the world, anything around you that you have developed or learned or seen um, just growing up in the world, right? Most of our core beliefs are established probably before we're 10 years old. So we don't even realize that half the time. So I think it's interesting um, to just kind of hit on the subject and just talk about it a little bit um, and then just kind of see how it can be affecting you, how if you decide to, you can grow from them, how they can be hindering you from growth, um, all those things. Your core beliefs have a big, huge part in essentially your identity as an individual. And most of you guys know me, if you've been listening to the Inspire Coaching Podcast, that you know that I try to bring you a, um, uh, how do you how do you say, uh, a Christ-like or Christian worldview of things. So essentially, if your identity is in anything, especially if you're considering yourself to be a child of God, if your identity is in anything besides who he says you are, then it's in the wrong place. Um, let's just go ahead and start with that. Now, does that mean that you're going to have all of the right core beliefs? Absolutely not. Um, I will tell you that as a man who is working on himself constantly and talking to other individuals, no matter how much growth I do, there's always growth to be had. So even some core beliefs that I have broken, core beliefs that I've changed, uh, new paradigm shifts that I've gotten in this life. You know, God willing, I'm going to have a long life. I'm only 35 years old. Uh, there's still a lot left to learn, right? So let's dive into this podcast and just talk about how your core beliefs can be affecting you in a positive way and especially how they can be affecting you in a negative way. So <clears throat> like we said, there's there's certain things that we all believe about ourselves. There's certain things that we all believe about the world. And a lot of these things have happened based off of, you know, our upbringings and things that we've experienced, whether it have been trauma, good things, bad things, all these other different types of things. Experience is what 95% of the time creates your core beliefs and what you've been told. Right. So you could have been told really, really good things as a child, as a young individual um, that have shaped your core beliefs in your identity and being a very positive and very high moral individual. 
And for the most part, we all are. You know, there's sometimes there's people you just run into and you're like, oh, my goodness, what in the world's going on? But what I want to talk about are those core beliefs that drive you when it comes to your friend groups, those core beliefs that drive you when it comes to how you handle and manage money. And especially some of those core beliefs that drive you on some habits that you may have, whether they be good habits, bad habits, and then core beliefs that especially we all have to learn how to deal with that drive you on how you react and how you act in a relationship, um, whether that be a friendship relationship or husband and wife relationship. And that's the main thing that I, I talk to and I get a lot of from people is just the husband and wife dynamic. How do I navigate this stuff as a man? How do I figure these things out? How do I be the man that I'm supposed to be, right? And a lot of that stems from your core beliefs. What do you believe about yourself? What do you perceive about yourself? Are you perceiving what God tells you about yourself or are you perceiving what someone else may have told you about yourself? All right. Let's talk about some positive core beliefs. <clears throat> First and foremost, our core beliefs come into play usually when an event happens in our life. And what is I what do I mean by an event? Um, let's say your 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 wife and you get into an argument, right? That's an event. Something didn't go the way that you guys planned or frustration happened, um, money management problem. Uh, you did something in the house that she didn't like. She did something in the house that you didn't like. An event happened. That stirs an emotion, right? Um, we have a choice of how we want to manage that emotion. Usually how we manage that emotion and the habits and the behaviors that we have stem from our core beliefs. If your wife does something that you don't you don't like and all of a sudden you go off the rails and you get angry and you start throwing things and breaking things, that is your behavior that is stemming from a belief of how to handle that situation. All right? I'm going to say that again. If someone does something that you don't like or do like, how you handle that situation, your behavior usually stems from your core belief behind that situation. All right. I'll take something a little uh, a little simple, right? We've all played sports. We've grown up in the sports arena. We've seen sports being played. Football players all the time score touchdowns. What do they do when they score a touchdown? They have a celebration, touchdown celebration. Some touchdown celebrations are over the top. They're very extravagant. They're very lewd, some of them. And guess what happens? It's a little too much. Boom. They get flagged. It's a penalty on the play, right? The referee is trying to let them know that that level of behavior expression is not allowed, right? Now, almost everybody who plays football, has played football, seen a football game being played, will agree to you in their core that when you get a touchdown, you celebrate, right? That's what you do. I love a statement that my, whole, my old high school football coach used to make was, act like you've been there before. That's a really, really good statement. And essentially what he was trying to teach us that was that 
just because you did something good doesn't mean you have to be over the top with expression about doing something good. A touchdown is supposed to be made in a game if the defense is weak. It's what I'm supposed to do is score a touchdown. So I can act like I've been there before and have some class and some composure to myself. Yeah, I may do a little jig, have a little fun. Some people take a knee. They express their faith in that moment. I think that's awesome. I think that's great. You know, thankful for another touchdown that I was able to get, able to run the healthy body. But some people do get a little bit over the top, right? So something inside of them, some part of their core belief says that they have to act or express that type of emotion in that way when that happens. Same thing in your relationships, same thing with your family, same thing with if you're a father trying to teach a son, you know, if he does something that you don't approve of, do you get a frustrated over the top, flip things over and start breaking things to get his attention? Maybe, maybe you need to, I don't know. Or do you ask him about his behavior and, and try to get an understanding of what's going on with that individual? Do you try to get an understanding of what's going on in a particular situation? Right. So what happens <clears throat> from a good standpoint is if you've learned how to handle situations in a positive manner, then you have a positive core belief or a positive outlook nine times out of 10 about the person you're dealing with and about yourself. I'm going to say that again because some of y'all didn't catch that. If you handle the situation in a positive manner, in a healthy manner, because there is a healthy way to argue, a healthy way to express, then nine times out of 10, you have a positive outlook about the person and or individuals that are around you and yourself. Now, what do I mean by that? If you get into an argument with your wife and you fly off the hinges and you're expressing yourself in a very unhealthy manner towards her, there's two people that you have a misconstrued view of. One, yourself, because you need to know that you don't you don't need to act in that particular manner to get your point across. But two, most importantly, you have a misconstrued view of who she is and who she's been presented to be in your life, especially if she's your wife. Right. And I think this is the things that we need to start to learn to understand as men in relationships holding people in a certain reverence of who God created them to be in our lives. If I'm arguing with this person that he has put in my life and allowed me to love and express my love towards, and I get to love this person, then I have to be mindful of how I express my discomfort with certain behaviors that this person may exhibit. Because when I express it over the top, that means my core belief of who I see this person as has changed in that moment. And that's what causes separations. That's what causes problems, people. All right. <clears throat> the main part of our core beliefs is we have these things called um, I like to call them ants. Right. So the, the, the normal term is negative automatic thoughts. But I like to switch the two, you know, words around automatic negative thoughts and call them ants. You know, sometimes we got bad ants. You might have a crazy ant that you don't like to be around. All right. That's not the case for any of my ants. I love all of my ants. All right. They're awesome. Uh, I, I think they're pretty cool. I like to talk to them. They like my big sisters for the most part. All right. So but you, you may have an automatic negative thought. 
and this is the this is the the negative side of some of your core beliefs and automatic negative thought. So you have to ask yourself, where does that first and foremost come from? Sometimes those automatic negative thoughts are attached to past experiences, past traumatic experiences. Um, to give you an example of that, uh, again, let's say someone did something and culturally you grew up a particular way where if they did this one thing, it meant something negative. It meant that they were trying to hurt you. And then all of a sudden, now you're in a relationship, husband and wife, and either your husband does something or your wife does something or your child does something. <clears throat> and they may have just saw it, you know, either on TV or saw it modeled after someone else, not even knowing the, the meaning or intentions behind it. But all of a sudden, boom, that automatic negative thought, that ant is triggered right? Because our brain is really good at remembering things. It's really great at that. It, it, it's not so good on the details, but it's really good at remembering the bad. Why? Because that's just how we grew up. Don't touch a hot stove. You touch the hot stove, you got burned. Boom. Now you know every hot stove is potentially going to burn you. It's something that stuck with you for a very long time. Relationships, people, events, and other different things in our lives can and will do the exact same thing, right? So with that, now you have this perception of an individual and the perception of yourself in this situation of how do I get this person to change? How do I get this situation to change in a very drastic and very fast way because I'm feeling threatened right now? And that's essentially what your ants are telling you, your automatic negative thoughts. That's what negative core beliefs are doing to you. I'm feeling threatened that something's being taken away. Something's not getting, uh, something's not going to happen the way that I want it. Something detrimental is going to happen. All right. <clears throat> so you have to check those different types of things because they can be very, very harmful, right? Usually our core beliefs, especially in a negative way, are, are profound and expressed in the form of absolutions, right? Everything is always this way. You always do this. I'm such a this. Uh, the world is this, right? Those are all things that we have to learn to grow and work on as individuals. And we have to learn how to work on those different types of things. All right. Um, in another podcast, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to you about how we work on changing the narrative of our core beliefs or saying changing the narrative of those ants and those negative thoughts, because that's how you start to work on your core belief, your identity, and all of these other different types of things. Now, ultimately, the best way to change this and to, and to navigate through this is deepening and having a relationship with Christ. And I'm not just talking about, you know, <clears throat> you just sit down and read scripture and do certain things and go to church. No, those are, those are activities of him. I'm talking about learning to be with him. And that's a completely different um, scenario. That's a completely different situation, mindset. More so, it's a heart posture. It's a spiritual awakening is what it is. So you have to learn to allow those things to come to light, to come to fruition. And that takes time. All right. Uh, some, some categories of negative core beliefs about yourself, you know, if you have these different types of things in any area of your life, you might need to work on it. Helplessness, 
right? I'm helpless to make a change. I can't do this. I'll never learn how to do this. Man, this was never made for me. Everybody else doing it, but I can't do it. Those are those are different types of, of, of helplessness. You know, that's different ways that being helplessness is being expressed. Maybe there was a moment in your life where you felt helpless, but in this day and age, we live in the age of technology and information. Are you really helpless to change your life if you want to? Everybody else is building wealth. I can't do it. No, you can do it. But you got to learn how to seek to do it the right way. You got to learn to to get the information. Everybody else is getting in shape. I can't do it. I don't know how to get in shape. I'm not motivated enough to get. I'm not disciplined enough to get in shape. Those are all terms of helplessness. You have to ask yourself who's telling you that in your mind. And I think the crazy thing about core beliefs is that the thing we hear in our head, we allow it to stop us physically from making that step forward. I'm not saying that it's easy to still make those steps forward because it's downright hard. It's downright difficult. But think of that. When you really, really think of that, Usually there's nothing physical in front of you stopping you. It's just your thoughts. And that shows you how powerful they can be. Mm. Unlovability. That's another one as far as a core belief. Now, I think this is a very unique one and a very funny one because we'll be in relationships and still tell ourselves we're unlovable. We'll be with someone who tells us that they love us and we'll still tell ourselves that we're unlovable and that stems from not being loved in a way that you may receive it it stems from not being loved healthy in the past and now this person may be showing you healthy type of love and you don't know how to receive it or know how you've never seen that expressed and i can tell you you know in most cases uh that is the situation when it comes to people in general most of the time, our expression of love growing up, you know, whether especially if it comes from a traumatic background, here are people who say that they love me, yet they hurt me the most. Now you get into a healthy environment. Someone tells you that they love you, but they're not hurting you. You're confused. This doesn't make any sense to me. Right. So you got to learn that uh, worthlessness. I think that one kind of goes in the same area of unlovability, but worthlessness is tied to, you know, purpose. What is my purpose? Finding a purpose. A lot of people are day to day doing the same in and out, the mundane, going from here to there, there to here, and they don't feel like they have purpose. And that's where that feeling of worthlessness can come from. All right. So those are three different areas just to kind of hit on and navigate uh, <clears throat> through those different types of things, right? One thing you can do is start working on these core beliefs. Start asking yourself and even writing them down. How often are they coming to my head? How often am I expressing these things about myself? How often am I expressing these things about the world, the people around me, especially the people that are closest to me? You know, because one thing happened to you, are you using forms of absolutes? 
you know, being accepted and, and rejected. You know, my, you know, I, I love this. Uh, my wife has helped me out with this. Um, she does. A, she's actually in grad school doing some some um, clinical and mental health counseling and things. And she's helped me learn more about the core beliefs. And, you know, I'm coming at it from a life coaching standpoint of just kind of helping people navigate these things. But uh, one of the things that I think is pretty cool is like the different narratives we'll start to create in our heads because of our core beliefs. You know, let's just take one of, of, of being accepted. You know, we all want friends. We all want to be accepted. We all want that community, whether we realize it or not, it's an internal desire that God has put inside of you. You know, this is why he tells you to seek out like-minded individuals. But when you don't do it in that capacity, you seek out negative things just to be accepted. Or you look at certain things as a form of being rejected. A friend didn't answer the phone when you call. A family member didn't answer the phone. Now you create this narrative in my head, in your head. Nobody loves me. Nobody cares about me. Nobody wants me. I'm, I'm feeling rejected right now. Maybe they just missed a call. Maybe they were taking a nap. You know, you ever did one of those before? Take a nap? Turn your phone off, chill, needed a little bit of downtime, right? We do these different types of things to ourselves all the time as people. And uh, I just wanted to hit on that today. So one of the things I want to challenge you with is what are some of your core beliefs? All right. Take some time. Write down five core beliefs that you think you may have. One about money, one about relationships, one about yourself. One about your spouse, one about your kids, and really challenge them. Look at them. Ask yourself, do they start with absolutions? Do they start with, uh, you know, are, are they negative? How do you really see or perceive that person in your life? All right. So with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. As always, I want you guys to give me a little bit of feedback and let me know what you guys think of this stuff. So um, I, I enjoy bringing you guys these podcasts. I enjoy talking to you guys about these things. Uh, maybe this year, hopefully I'll get some more people on the podcast doing some interviews and just just talking to them about life, bringing you guys some good life coaching stuff. Uh, stay tuned for some of the, the next podcast. One of the things I do want to talk about is how do you learn to change the narrative? of some of these core beliefs or just changing the narrative for yourself, right? Because if you don't change the narrative or if you don't change, then guess what? Nothing else around you does. All right. So with that being said, man, I hope you guys have a good one. Stay blessed. Keep your heads up. And as always, be inspired. Peace.